0: Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. All right, today we're looking at John chapter 7. I have my uh, St. Louis Cardinal's uh, 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 shirt on today. Uh, Baseball season is just right around the corner, and uh, so we always look forward to that. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying some of the things that we have here that God has provided for us. Uh, as far as food and, and things that are not uh, contrary to the Word of God or Him, I think we ought to enjoy. The Bible says He's given us all things to enjoy. Of course, we should be discerning uh, in what we uh, consider uh, things, all things, but one of those things I enjoy is baseball season, and uh, I'm dressed for the occasion. Okay, here we go. John chapter seven, verse one, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee for he would not walk in Jewry uh, or among the the Jews, especially the Jewish leaders. They were the ones that were trying to kill him because the Jews sought to kill him. Now, um, about six months has gone by between chapter six and seven. And, uh, Jesus, um, decides that, uh, uh, he would stay in Galilee rather than go to, uh, go to Jerusalem because they were trying to kill him. Uh, they uh, were being, I think, motivated by the devil, uh, and their desire was to find Jesus of Nazareth and kill him. Now the Bible says in verse 2, Now the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. Now, this is one of the seven feasts that the Jews observe, and uh, it's also known as Sukkoth. And uh, it uh, it occurs uh, at different times, uh, sometimes in late September or early October. The dates sometimes vary, but it, it will always be last of September into October. Now, uh, it was one of those uh, three feasts uh, one of those three feasts that devout Jewish men were expected to attend every year. Let's take a look at verse 3. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go to Judea, down to Jerusalem, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest, for there is no man that doth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world, for neither did his brethren believe on him. Well, the way that this is phrased, uh, his brethren here, of course, are speaking of his half-brothers. Mary was uh, not a perpetual virgin, uh, as our Catholic friends believe, but uh, her and Joseph had other children after Jesus. She was a virgin when she had Jesus, of course, and his father was not... uh, joseph but was god the holy spirit and uh so uh these other brothers are saying to jesus why don't you go on down to jerusalem where the feast is and uh show the people that you can do these miracles now they said this in a, I believe a sarcastic way because the bible says for neither did his brethren believe in him so they were kind of chiding him a little bit and um uh, uh goading him, you might say uh, to get him to go down there and uh, and do some miracles. all right but they really didn't believe any. Now I can understand that. I can understand how it would be hard for uh, brothers to believe that one of their brothers was God in flesh, that he was the promised Messiah. I understand that, but the good news is later on they would believe in him, uh, but at this time they did not. Verse 6, Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Now what he meant by that was that uh, God had a particular time for Jesus to be born. Uh, he also had a particular time for Jesus to die on the cross. And the time for Jesus to uh, die on the cross was not there. He could have also been referring to when uh, later on, they would uh, uh, they would uh, put palm leaf uh, palm uh, uh, limbs down, and he would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, uh, which was the time that he was revealed as the King of Israel, though though Israel did not receive him. But the timing wasn't right, and he says, "Your time is always ready." In other words, uh, they may uh, they can go to Jerusalem anytime. Uh, they're not on the same time schedule that he is on. So I think that's what he's referring to. Verse seven, the world cannot hate you, but me it hateth. Now not just dislikes, but but hates. because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Now, when you read the life of Jesus and study it, you will see that he, he does not uh, sugarcoat anything. He told the Pharisees they were a bunch of hypocrites. And, uh, you know, whether they liked it or not, he told them the truth. Uh, He told them that they were liars. When we get to chapter 8, he will say, you are of your father the devil. So Jesus, uh, he didn't uh, water down any of his preaching. uh, And uh, he testified to the world exactly what the world was. And the world here, speaking of humanity, mankind, which is depraved, fallen mankind. And then he says in verse 8, Go ye up to the feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. Notice the word full. Here he doesn't say my time is not yet come, but my time is not yet full come, which implies that uh, he would go to Jerusalem at the exact time that God had planned for him to go and uh things were not full or complete yet for him to do that and uh then it says when he had said these words he abode still in galilee so he urges his brothers to go on to uh, jerusalem to the feast of tabernacles uh, but he stays behind verse uh verse 10 he says in verse 10 but when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? Now, Jesus, of course, was uh, wise. He understood completely that the Jews, the, especially the Jewish leaders of Judaism, wanted to put him to death. And uh, so he did not go with his brothers. That's what they would have expected him to do, but he didn't go with them, but he went a little later. And uh, uh, again, the Jews here, speaking of the rabbinical uh, leadership uh, of Judaism that that wanted to to kill him, and and of course they say, where is he? I suppose when his brothers got to Jerusalem, they were asked by the Jewish leaders, where's your brother? Where's Jesus? Verse 12. And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. For some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay or no, but he deceiveth the people. Howbeit, no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Well, you know, that's the way it usually is. If you are in the public eye, there'll be some that will uh, think that you're a good guy, and there'll be some that thinks that you're a devil. And that was the case with Jesus. Some said he's a good man, and some said, no, 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 he's a he's a deceiver. And uh, then the Bible says, uh, uh, howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Nobody would really come out uh, pro or con for Jesus. They would not uh, come out and voice their support or. Whether they was against him, uh, they just kept their mouths shut. Mouths shut, which was probably uh, a good idea for them to do. Verse fourteen. Now, about the midst or middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marvelled, saying, "How knoweth this man letters, having never learned?" So Jesus does go to uh, Jerusalem. And the first place he goes to is the Jewish temple. Now, they had a, uh, a, a tradition there that when somebody came in, uh, they would let him speak. And so Jesus took advantage of that. And so he began to uh, to speak. And their reaction was, how knoweth this man letters? In other words, they were saying, how does he know so much about uh, the the law, the Old Testament, the five books of Moses. Evidently, he was teaching it, and they just could not understand that he hadn't gone to uh, any school or any theological seminaries in Jerusalem, and there were a couple at that time. But basically, they were just flabbergasted, you might say, that he uh, was not... Uh, School that he had not gone to uh, a school of some kind to teach him what the law says. Uh, so they say, having never learned, and that's referring to he didn't have the basic education that uh, a man should have in order to know as much as he did. Uh, verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Now what Jesus does here, uh, when he says my doctrine, he's talking about what he had taught in regards to the the law. Uh, And he says, uh, My doctrine, my teaching is not mine, but his that sent me. In other words, Jesus was giving God the Father the glory. He didn't uh, brag on any rabbi that had taught him, or he didn't say, yes, I spent a lot of time studying and uh, that's why I know all this stuff. No, he didn't do that. He gave glory to God. And he said, I'm just saying what God told me to say. God the Father. Of course, he was God the Son, but he's, he, in his humanity, he is, he is giving God the Father the glory. And that's, uh, that's done so that we might do the same. I mean, regardless of whether we have gone to school, I've gone to uh, a lot of uh, schools. Uh, I've graduated from a couple of universities and and have a, a doctorate in theology. But what I know about the Bible, I have learned by studying the Bible and God revealing things to me. God, the Holy Spirit, he's the best teacher and he can teach you more than any seminary professor can. Uh, so, whether we have a lot of education or little education, we we as believers can study God's Word and be taught spiritual truths from God's Word. And we must remember that. Regardless, we always give everything we do, we ought to give glory to God for it. Verse 17. Jesus says, if any man will do his will, the Father's will, he shall know of the doctrine." whether he whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. So here the the Lord Jesus is saying, if you'll do the will of God you'll know whether I'm telling you the truth or not. He's implying here that the Holy Spirit will witness to you uh, if you if any man will to do his will. you see God has given us a free will to do God's will. Now Again, our Calvinist brothers uh, don't see it that way, but it's very plain here that God has, uh, if any man will do his will, whose will? The Father's will. So God's given us a human will to submit to the Father's will. And if we do that, we'll know the doctrine, he says We'll know the teaching. We'll comprehend it. Uh, And we'll know whether it's of God or, or whether it's just of man. Now, let's go to verse 18. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. Remember I said before that Jesus uh, told the, the Jews that he knew these things because the Father had told him. He gave God all the glory. Well, that's why Jesus is saying here. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. So if you, get, uh, if you say that you have done it all and you don't give God any glory, then you're just seeking your own glory. You want to be complimented. You want to be bragged on for your knowledge. And God won't bless that. But he that seeketh his glory, speaking of uh, uh, the, excuse me the, the Father's glory that sent him, the same is true and no unrighteousness is in him. <coughs> Excuse me. So the person, the believer that gives God all the glory, uh the, the uh believer will be proving to those that hear him or her that they uh have not only been made righteous, but they're seeking to live a righteous life. That's what he means here. He says the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. So if you take the glory, then there would be unrighteousness in you. If you do not take the glory and give God the glory, then there is righteousness in you. In other words, your righteousness will be proven by whether you take the the glory yourself or give the glory to God. Verse 19. Jesus says, did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you keepeth the law. Wow. <laughs> you talk about straight preaching. Did you did you see what he said here? Did not Moses give you the law, yet none of you keepeth the law. He is telling them in essence that they are phonies, that they are hypocrites. Moses gave it to them but they're not keeping it. Of course they they nobody can keep the law perfectly. They claim to but they were not. And Jesus exposes them for the phonies they are. And he says, you keep it the law. Why go you about to kill me? The people answered and said, thou hast a devil. You've got a demon. Who goeth about to kill thee? In other words, they were saying, you're crazy. Nobody's trying to kill you. Well, they were. They were trying to kill him and he knew they were. And of course, they accuse him of being demon possessed Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and you all marvel. Moses, therefore, gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. Now, what does Jesus mean there? He means God gave uh, the uh, the sign of circumcision to Abraham first, and then he passed it to uh, Isaac and Jacob and on down to uh, the time uh, that Jesus lived, and so he says, Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision. He wrote the the law that God had given, even though circumcision was practiced before Moses, and ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. Now Jesus is going to trap them in their own uh, in their their own desire to trap him. Watch this," he says. "If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry at me because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day?" Now, here's his reasoning. Jesus is saying to these um, these hypocritical Jewish leaders, "How come it's okay for you to circumcise?" That means do a work because someone has to uh, circumcise, do the work of the circumcision on the little baby, on the child. How come it's all right to do that on the Sabbath day, but it's not all right to heal someone um, of their sickness? Or what, He's re- referring back to the man that he had healed uh, before uh, at the pool of, Beth- of uh, Bethesda on the Sabbath day. That's what he's referring to. And he says, how come you say it's okay to circumcise on the Sabbath day, but not to, to heal anyone on the Sabbath day. In other words, you're not being consistent. And then he says, uh, if a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that, that the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry at me because I have made a man every bit, every whit whole on the Sabbath day. Why are you mad at me? When you break the Sabbath day yourself, when you circumcise uh, children, male children. So, (laughs) they're inconsistent. And uh, let's notice what, uh, what else Jesus says here in verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. What Jesus is saying, look uh, look beyond the physical to the spiritual. When you make a judgment, don't just judge by the outward appearance. By the way, remember when uh, Samuel had come to find a king uh, of Israel, he came to Jesse, and Jesse had all these sons, and, and uh, Jesse paraded his sons out before Samuel, and Samuel said, no, that's not him, no, that's not him and uh and then finally uh, Samuel asks is this all the the boys you have and he says well i've got a little uh, one more the youngest he's out there uh shepherding the sh- the sheep and uh so so Samuel goes to see well I think Samuel said bring him in so they brought him in and uh the lord said to Samuel don't look on the outward appearance uh, God a man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. And so sure enough, David, the youngest son of Jesse, was chosen to be the next king of Israel. Why? Because God told Samuel, don't look at the outward appearance. He looks just like a little you know red-headed kid. and he probably was red-headed. but he's the one. And so Samuel chose him, and we know the rest of the story how David became uh, a great king. So uh, we ought to uh, judge not, uh, verse 24, according to the appearance, outward appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Look deeper than the outside when you make a judgment. Uh, and, and, and he's saying this, I think, in reference to uh, what he's just said to them about circumcision and about uh, how that they're hypocritical and they'll circumcise a child on the Sabbath day, but it was not all right for him to heal somebody on the Sabbath day. He's telling them to look at the spiritual aspect of this. Look at the spiritual. Don't look at the uh, the outward, but look for the inward. And we should do the same thing. You know, many times we judge things and judge people by their outward appearance. We, we ought not to do that. Uh, we ought to judge righteously. In order to judge righteously... It means that we have to look at the spiritual aspect of it and not just the physical. All right, I think I'll stop right there at verse 24. I'll pick it up in our next session at verse 25.